This episode is brought to you by the first ever Toyota Corolla Cross. Sometimes everything just clicks. Like when your favorite song comes on at just the right time. When there's two tickets left for the show. When everyone in the crew can agree on what album to listen to. When everything just feels right. That's the feeling of the first ever Toyota Corolla Cross. Available with all-wheel drive, Qi wireless charging, and advanced JBL sound system. It's everything you need. Nothing more, nothing less. Learn more at toyota.com. This episode is brought to you by Simple Mobile. Tired of being tied down with a wireless contract? Switch to Simple Mobile and stay connected on a powerful nationwide 5G network. Unlimited talk, text, and data starts at $30 a month with no contracts, activation fees, or credit checks. Visit simplemobile.com today. Out with the old, in with the simple. Compatible 5G-capable device and SIM require. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. One month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at simplemobile.com. Good morning, Honey Hole Hangout. <laughs> hey. You're, you're a little out of pitch there, Cliff. Yeah, that was... I can't get your tank for a bucket. It was exciting and ear shattering all at once. It's my evening. I think the pressing news is that you broke someone's bow. No, that's not the pressing news. <laughs> yes. that's I didn't know you were going to throw him under the bus in the first 10 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Just yeah. first thing. Shots fired right away. Oh, well, who are we? Um, we are Honey Hole Hangout. Cliff, what's our tagline you came up with? It should be don't break. I don't even want to say it. It should He's, be it should I'm be bitter. don't break people's bows it now. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> y'all know what? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my last podcast episode. Y'all find a new place. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think Cliff's tagline is you might learn something, you probably won't, but you're guaranteed to laugh. Yep. Something. And like today that. we have Sam with us. How do you who I used to work with? Who is I gonna used tell to work with the him too? Funniest it's not all about you, Glendon. Sam, I never, I never work with you. No, we kept it strictly friendship. No, but y'all volunteered together, though, right? So it kind of technically. I think we did. Yeah, that's true. Working for free together. (laughs) (laughs) The best kind of work. Where'd y'all volunteer at? The soup kitchen? No. Where did we volunteer at? Landon? 101 classes. That's right. That is right. So it wasn't for philanthropy. Not philanthropy. No. No, we're not that good of people. No, but I'll, I'll get all of our business out at the front so we can party in the back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, Honey Hole Hangout Podcast, uh, if you have listened to our podcast before and you haven't gone on to Apple and written us a review, we'd really appreciate it. And we have a YouTube channel. We'd appreciate it if you subscribed. And we have some sweet, sweet merch. I think that's what the kids are calling it these days merch. on our website. Um, and some awesome stickers that's been coming up with coming soon and some other things in the works so uh we yeah, appreciate y'all support it's cool. we appreciate y'all support and uh thanks for listening yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> that's all folks <laughs> okay so now the business out of the way cliff would you like to care how you tell no i wouldn't no. <laughs> I appreciate hey, you throw me under the bus tell you what cliff i'll share an embarrassing story about myself and then you can share your embarrassing story sound good 
Now we also got Sam here, so it's probably gonna be two embarrassing stories. I don't on do me. anything embarrassing. Oh, that's I'm true, just, probably not. It's perfect specimen. No, I'm saying you got embarrassing stories on me. Oh, I, I, have, I have a lot on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, today I bought a woman's shirt that I'm now wearing. <laughs> what? I did not intend to do this, but it shows off your curves nicely. It <laughs> is, you know what? But also, like, I kind of hold. Are you gonna out. return it? Are you gonna return it? No, or? because when I put it on, I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" And I did this, and I ripped the seams. Because it's for lady arms, not man arms. <laughs> <laughs> so I ripped the seam. I was like, you know what? I was like, it was in the man section. I was like, that's a pretty cool color. It's coral, you know, like it's nice peachy no, flesh, nice peachy pink color. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty bold of me. I'm gonna get that today. And I did it. And I put it on, and I'm in the car. And I'm like, this is just weird. Like it just it fits okay, but it just fits weird, you know? It's like got lots of room in the chest, not really any around the waist area. And I'm like, what's happening here? It, it really accentuates your just womanhood. <laughs> Wait, Zach. Zach, how did this go down? Like, I went yeah, to a, I went to academy, and I was like, I don't want to wear a work shirt out to the bar that we're going to with some other people. So I'm like, I'm gonna buy this shirt just to change into something. I get in there, I get in my car, I put it on. I'm like, it just it feels a little weird, but it's soft. But I don't. With the buttons on the other side, it's so soft. It's women's clothing. So soft. Is women's clothing softer than men's clothing? So far, yeah, everything feels kind of nice. Interesting. But I put it on. I was like, first thing I noticed was like the arms just don't go down as deep as I'm I'm used to. I'm like, you know what? But it's it's showing off the guns a little bit. And all of a sudden, I look over and I'm like, it's just it's kind of tight though. So I give it a little tug and it like rips immediately. And I'm like, this isn't right. So I look at the tag. I'm like, what's wrong with this shirt? And it says a W there, and I'm like, oh, okay, that that kind of explains everything. So yeah, so I'm I'm rocking a a pink one shirt right now. You're pulling it off. Thank yeah, you. Thank I would have never guessed. Hey, on the same See, note, so the, I saw a dude wearing a kilt today. Hey, you know there you hey. go. I wouldn't put kilts in the woman category, but no, not necessarily. No. But if you live in South Texas, then it's just a skirt. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't wearing any other like or er, Scottish garb, just a kilt. And that's that, what throws it off. If he's yeah. wearing a t-shirt he's and a kilt, a, a t- right. he's wearing a, a t-shirt, like just a standard tee. A women's yeah. North Face Walk, shirt. Walking yeah, out kilt. of walking out of Lowe's. Yeah, I was at Habitat for Humanity one time, and somebody had like uh, like a work kilt on. Mm. I was like, oh, that's have like cargo pockets on it. It did. <laughs> it did. It had cargo pockets and a spot for a hammer. <laughs> a Carhartt logo. It was a whole thing. Carhartt kilt. Carhartt kilt. Hey, for Carhartt. when you're getting work done in the high country. <laughs> oh, that's your next honey hole product. <laughs> the you cargo know, kilt. The work the cargo kilt. Cargo kilt. All right, Cliff. Zach shared his story. Please tell us your story. So today we have Evan here with us also working on some sound uh, stuff with us, trying to get us better prepped for the podcast. And I told him I would exchange, for in exchange for him to do that, I would work on his bow a little bit. And so I... Someone lost on that deal. (laughs) 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 I put, I originally, I did what I said I was going to do. So I put on a a new site for him, and then I gave him a a tight spot quiver and everything for it, which, I mean, I guess if it is the string, then we're even. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, I noticed his strings were really dry. And so I said, when was the last time you waxed your strings? He said, when I got the bow. And I said, I'm going to wax these strings for you right now. 
So I'm waxing his strings and everything, and then I have some like liquid lubricant wax that I will normally put on the string around where moving parts go, so up around the cams and stuff like that. And when I did that, the way I normally do it on my bow is after I put a couple of drops in it, I draw it back and let it down like one or two times, and then I, that's it. So I get done waxing it, and I put on a release, and uh, it wasn't like a back tension or anything. It was a thumb-engaged release, and I made sure my thumb was not on the uh, because I didn't want this to happen. And I made sure the thumb was not on the, the trigger mechanism. I stuck it behind it, and I drew back, and then all of a sudden I just hear a pop! And it sounds like a little 22 going off. And I look down, and the string's no longer attached to the bow. And there are some side pieces missing, like little plastic pieces. So I don't know if I necessarily blew up the bow or if the string popped because it was so old and uh, frayed or what. But, yes, technically, if you want to get down to brass tacks, the bow was in my care. I was the one looking at it, and I broke Evan's bow. It's, it scared me for a bit because for a second, for like a split second, I was like, is, is Cliff shooting a gun right now? I was like, why? I mean, it's not out of my realm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, it would be a little weird, but at the same time, I was kind of like, why would Cliff be shooting a gun right now? You got to understand, as a, as a first-time guest, walking up with my Chick-fil-A in hand, and then I just see Cliff with a, with a shattered bow. He looked you know, kind of sad, though, too. It, he did look kind of sad. Like, That's what I was more worried about than anything. It was a man, why is Cliff sad? It was a man defeated. He's, yeah. he's gotten depressed <laughs> again, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All hands on deck. <laughs> No, but I, I do feel bad about it because technically it was in my care and I've never had this issue happen to me before and it's not my equipment. It's someone else's equipment, so it makes me feel even worse. You know what they say about fly rods, though? It's not if they break, it's when they break. Does the same rule apply to a bow? I mean, technically, but there's always stuff that you can do to mitigate that risk. And... I'm not going to say that it was. Is there a learning curve from here? Yeah, don't wax your bowstrings. I'm not gonna. Don't wax your. <laughs> don't wax your bowstrings. That is a horrible piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was working fine before the wax. <laughs> wax. <laughs> wax your bowstrings, guys. Okay. How often? Uh, yeah, it should always feel a little tacky. Okay. How. When was the last time? When did Evan buy that bow? 2008. 2008. <laughs> <laughs> so it has not been waxed. The string is less than Okay. Oh. Interesting fact that came up in our investigation. Hmm. Hmm. So unwax your bow string every couple years. <laughs> I, I would say I <laughs> wax mine at least... Once or twice a month. Now. Now, there was a time where I didn't know to do that, and 
they would get dry, and my bow tech guy would always be like, you need to wax your bowstring. You need to wax your bowstring. that's why I got the strings replaced on my bow. Because you waxed it too much? No, because no, I, I had his old bow. I didn't wax them as much as I oh, needed. Gotcha. And he shot it a lot. Well, cool. Cool. Uh, hey, thank you for sharing it. I know it's tough. Yeah, thanks, Cliff. Well, it's because I broke someone else's butt. <laughs> um, we what are we drinking? Are tonight, drinking Zach? Maker's Mark One Hundred One proof. Uh, it's pretty good so Is far. Is it a special entry, entry level? Makers, right? Special makers. Is that what it's called? I don't know. So this is the one that uh, that Gabe brought us a couple weeks ago. Uh, So thank you, Gabe. Um, Gabe knows his whiskey, but he does not know how to fly fish. Oh, shots fired! When Gabe listens to this, um, trying to hurt him, just just doing. He'll he'll know exactly what I mean. Okay, he'll know exactly what I mean. Uh, Zero nymphing fly fishing. So it's just Maker's Mark One Hundred (laughs) One proof on the release. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about this. I just know he gave us it's, – it's a nice little box. You know, I'm a sucker for a box. I can definitely tell that it's Makers because I drink Makers pretty often, but just the standard, but it's better. I'm going to assume that it's entry levels Makers because it's 101 and not a 201. Oh, that's what you were going for. I was like, 101. I was like, is Cliff saying a name that I don't know about it? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like in college. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Makers 101. Uh, yeah, I like I like Makers this generally. This is your freshman year whiskey. Yeah. This is your freshman <laughs> Uh, I like makers generally, though. Like, yeah. just like as like an easy to find, relatively inexpensive bottle. Good mixer. Yep. And um, I like this. Yeah, me too. What do you guys think, Sam? This is definitely my first time drinking it straight, and it's it's very good. It's wait, wait, the, oh wait, you've never had whiskey straight before. I, I, my first time having makers straight. Oh, oh okay. I think I say this first. I thought you were going to say this is the first time you've ever drank alcohol. <laughs> it, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew you're just a bad influence on me. <laughs> Why is alcohol bad? Cliff's gonna try. Ian, what are you drinking tonight? Dude, I'm drinking uh, tap water from the city of Austin that was not filtered um, through any sort of RO system, and it tastes like crap. Um, <laughs> that's all I've got. Hey, do you guys uh, do you guys filter your water normally? Yeah, so I have like a uh, like a manual filter, you know, where you just fill like a Brita. Basically, um, I drink good old but I want. Tab. I need to install like a RO system, but they're not cheap. They're not super expensive, but they're not cheap. Now, I will say, San Antonio water, tap water, is probably by far the worst water I've ever had. I don't know why you you've never been to Midland. No, yeah, you've never, never been to West Texas. Yeah. Like Midland, I've never been to Midland. I've never been to Lubbock or any place like that. I will, I will grant you that. But I would rather drink the sulfuric water of Florida over the hard water of San Antonio. Yeah, you buy water jugs. I do. You buy water jugs? Yeah. yeah. Look, there's three right here. I know, but I guess I, I've always seen those, but I've never really put, like, why? Why is I, that? Why I figured are they it was for prepping. You're just a very prepared individual. I, I mean, yeah. Right. You know what? I think oh. that, that, that it, it did come in handy when the freeze happened, and I was like, when our that water did go out, I was like, I got water. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> I'm gonna come to your place next time. Next freeze, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like I <laughs> next got a plan. Ahead. Next century long freeze. <laughs> well, you never we'll, know. We'll be hanging. Cliff's out also place. on a hospital grid, so he didn't ever lost power either. It's because you gotta plan these things out. <laughs> <laughs> when you I'm gonna I'm gonna consult you before I get my next apartment. That's right. Think about it. 
The location, next, location, location. The next, the millionaires and the and the hospitals. I know he's, a, he's in a great great spot. Yeah. Have you ever considered going into apartment finding business? No. <laughs> <laughs> Find the good spots. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, go into our questions. Let's do it. All right. So. If you could take any celebrity fly fishing, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll start. I'll Do they have to fly fish? No, <laughs> they didn't say that. Okay. But I'm taking Liam Neeson fishing. Really? Why? Because he does fly fish, so I'm not going to be there holding his teaching hand, teaching him. him how, teaching him what to do. Plus, Liam Neeson has played has trained Batman. Uh-huh. He's played so many good roles. He was Aslan, basically God. Then I can't even remember like all the... I'm was he Aslan? Like, yeah, he was the voice of Aslan. Oh, I didn't know that. And if something gets taken... And if find someone it. takes me, <laughs> I'm going to be covered. True, you'd never lose he your He trained keys. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, okay. okay. He also got chopped in half. You got to discuss that too. That's true. Yeah, that's, I mean, like I want my friends not chopped in half. You're going to have so. to fly fish and push them around in a wheelchair. There's, yeah. there's like a couple. Yeah, is it pre-chopped in half? Truths <laughs> 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 of conditions. Which Liam Neeson are you taking? Are you Bottom taking half, top Star half. Star Wars Liam Neeson. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my slip. What about you guys? I got to think about it. Somebody else go. I'm going to say uh, Andy Griffith. Why? Because he taught Opie how to fish, and I want to teach him how to fly fish. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't, how would you deal with like the black and white thing? Oh. No, they made it in Technocolor at the end of the season. Oh, okay. So you'd be good. Yeah. I feel like he only fishes that one pond, though. It, yeah, for sure. But I won't on that pond. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably where the biggest bass of your life is. I won't access. Oh, so you're picking based on access. Interesting. No, That's a say, hot take. I would say... I'd want to take someone from, like, ancient history or, like, someone before fly fishing was invented. So they're like, what? <laughs> George Washington, as he's crossing the Delaware. I'm going to let him be my push pole. There you go. He's going to tell you this is the most inefficient way to catch any <laughs> fish ever. What about you, Sam? I'm going to have to go with Zac Efron. What? Ooh, Zac Efron. That's a good choice. Little known fact, he's actually a big fly fisherman, too. Yeah. And I could take him fishing for carp on the L.A. River. Plus, he's just like my man crush, too. So. And he's like super chill. He's like, like super chill, too. I would love to hang out with that And you know, on. he's great friends with Seth Rogen, so I feel like he might show up, too. And there's yeah. just a lot of people that could show up. Yeah, it's have a good old time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is also a fly fisherman. I didn't know that. He also can make pizza. I watched it yesterday. It was exciting. Mm-hmm. His abs are not as good as <laughs> Zach Efron's, though. That's, so. that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Yeah, but do you want Zach Efron showing you up as he takes his shirt off? I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to be wearing my sun protection hoodies. I'm yeah. just going to wear That's waders. Right. Hey, you know what? Wear your sunscreen. Wear your sunscreen. Just waders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you wear just waders, definitely wear your sunscreen. sunscreen. Uh, I'd bring this guy called Brad Leone. Uh, he's like a YouTube guy. He's a chef, right? But he's like the chillest dude ever, and he's getting really big into fly fishing. He's also uh, starting to hang out with like the, uh, like the meat eater guys a little bit, and uh, he just got picked up by Yeti. But he's also super just super nice, down to earth guy. I just want to hang out with him. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> that yep. way you, you just want to get at... yelled at the whole time. No, because <laughs> then you get to yell at Gordon Ramsay. That's right. You're not casting right. Uh what the fuck is this? Uh, Ian, what about you? What about you, Ian? 
Dude, mine would probably just be McConaughey because I feel like he would just be like super chill and be like, "Yeah, man." Like what an Austin and try and teach. What? Yeah, an Austin thing to, to say. Dude, I love McConaughey, bro. <laughs> yeah, I like McConaughey too. Oh. He's hard not to love. So let's yeah, be real. I could fish with him. Like realistically. All right, Sam. This question's for you. Best just... weight rod for carp. Best weight rod for carp. It depends where you're fishing at, but I'm going to take my six weight over anything else. Okay. Saltwater six weight. Why saltwater, saltwater six, six okay. weight? Saltwater six weight. It's a lot lighter in your hand than an, a seven or an eight weight. You make your cast quicker. And, you know, for most of our river systems, we don't really need a huge rod. You have a smaller rod. You can fight them the same way. And it's more fun. You know? And if you really you want to you get down to the nitty-gritty, a glass six weight would probably be the best carp rod in my opinion what about glass Texas. five weight glass five weight would work too um what about a glass two weight well you know that might be that might be getting a little hairy yeah but if you really like that fight you know then yeah more power to you i don't like to be on the river for you know i guess hours. like glass five is like my like go to like i love my glass five you know hey you know about yeah. my glass five. where'd you get your glass hey, five? hey <laughs> sam put me on my glass five it's great man uh but um I don't want to feel underpowered if I were to run into a carp on the the water something with it. Yeah, that's why six weights my go to. It's yeah. just it's an all around rod. Plus, I you know you can take shots at bass, whatever. Yeah. And I've been known to take my six weight down to the coast. I probably use my six weight more than I should, but <laughs> it's a great rod. It's, I mean, I have the not the saltwater. I have just the regular six weight, but still, I feel like it handles mm-hmm. things around here since, better than, better than let, most. Let's ask them some other carp questions. Since uh, you're on the podcast and you're by far the best carp angler out of the group. Um, so you're running a saltwater six weight. What type of line do you like to run? Any sort of like quick shot six weight line to match the rod. Um, bonefish lines are usually pretty good. Um, just anything that's going to set your fly down pretty soft, but still allow you to quick cast and, you know, get in front of those fish before they move. Mm. So I typically, typically any bonefish six weight line is going to be a good line or you, you know, you can use a heavy trout line in a pinch too. Yeah. Uh, are you worried about drag on your reel? You can be. I mean, I thought you palm dragged everything. I used to. I, I used to. And then I got really tired of, you know, spooking every other thing on the river when you hear how loud those things are. So the I do like a good drag system. Um, I've gone I've gone a little soft in my older age now. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, drag what, like twenty four? No, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm old. As the youngest person in this room. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've gained wisdom in my years. No more glass and click and paw for me. So, what's your leader setup? I run things a little different. I like to run a little bit shorter leader. Um, you know, the typical. That's a hot take. It is. It's my hot take. I like to have good control over my fly. Um, so I usually run a seven and a half foot leader. Um, and I run a lot lighter pe- leader than most people. So running like 3x on the max going down to like even 4x sometimes if i'm fishing in the city is that um a san antonio river thing which we're going to talk about a little bit later because i feel like the fish on the san antonio river are more spooky than like maybe some hill country definitely fish. definitely is that a like hill country or is that a san antonio river setup basically? yeah i i run 10 pound test fishing like the pedernales or some of our bigger rivers but on the San Antonio, it's it's gonna all be light light leader setups, and it's kind of bleeded over into the rest of my carp fishing just because I'm used to it now. And yeah, so you know how to work it. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the lightest you go? I've I've gone down to five x, but that gets a little that gets a little rough with the hook sets sometimes. So. I bet, man. Yeah, 
yeah, my biggest carp was on 5X, and that was a, a rough fight. Um, but it, it helps you get more hookups. You'd be surprised dropping your, your leader versus a longer leader. Really? Um, and I like having that control versus, you know, if you have a 12-foot leader, you have zero control over your fly. So you said you're going with 7-foot? Mm-hmm. I usually run to 7.5-foot, 9-foot um, at the absolute most. And then, you know, I'll, be, I'll play with my tippet, usually running the 3X leader. What's your uh, fly go-to flies? That's a tough one. I'm I'm a big proponent of it's more the presentation than the actual fly. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick one fly to carp fish for the rest of my life, it would definitely be the headstand, Egan's headstand. Mm. Um, anywhere you go, it'll catch fish, and it'll catch more than just carp. It's probably the best fly. That's my class for minnow. And do you so that's the one you're putting on. You're going there like no matter what I'm fishing for today, I'm putting this like in the. We're fishing rivers. a tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Guy. And, uh, like, another little hot tip. Put your flies on the dash of your car for a couple weeks and let that orange color that they, they come tied. If you're if you're not a fly tire like me, get the uncle ones. Put them on the dash of your car. Let the orange bleed so they're a nice tan color, and you'll catch a lot more fish on there. I even really? pull the peacock curls out of them. Get as little flash, as little color in them as possible. Just nice and Just dull and... And then huh. do you have to roll up your pants to make them capris? To I, I do. <laughs> that way I don't ever have to worry about my pants getting wet. It's a, it's a pro tip. You can't catch carp with wet pants. Mm. There's Cliff dishing it back out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's coming after me. I mean, I can't catch carp, period, but yeah. Hey, maybe <laughs> roll up your pants. Yeah, 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 just roll your pants up, put some flip-flops on, and I, I, you know, that's that's the first step. Um. Why does Church's Chicken give out free tickets to UTSA football games? Are they that bad? <laughs> I love whoever asked me. <laughs> As a UTSA alumni, I'm uh, I'm a little hurt by this one. But you did you why? ever get Church's free chicken? For I, I didn't get any well, free Church's chicken. That's why you're hurt. That's what I'm. <laughs> I'm also upset. With. Wait, wait. Do you get free chicken or free tickets? No. If you go to ooh. if you go to a U- UTSA football game, you get free. Church's chicken, oh. and, but is that Church's chicken so bad that you have to go to a football game to get it? And you have to Let's go turn to a around. UTSA football game to get it. Why are people pooping on? Like, why are people pooping on churches? Churches. I'm I'm not a huge churches because golden chicks. Well, no, better. I mean it's my last golden stop. Chick. It is my golden last. chick is better. Golden than chick churches. is the best for sure. Ooh, I'm, I'm definitely taking Popeyes over all of them. No. no, I would say bushes. I mean, their sandwich is great, but regular chicken, golden chick, with their say, seasoning, I like say their spice bushes, seasoning, is the way to go. Bushes, golden chick, pie pie, pie pie, pie pie, pie pies, pie pie, papaya, papaya, churches, KFC. KFC is definitely on the, the bottom tier. It, it is. Where does like Bill Miller fit in there? Because I, I, I'm a big Bill Miller fan. Ooh, as well. Bill Miller fried chicken is good. Those soggy that's French fries. Yeah, but it's not, I hey, say and their breakfast tacos. And their breakfast I wouldn't tacos. say that it's a fried chicken place, though. It's not like I'm thinking place. like fried chicken places because I could probably name better fried chicken than any of those. But as far as like a fried chicken place, bone on fried chicken place, that yeah. would be my ranking. Hey, wait, order. do you like Bill Miller's? I, I do enjoy Bill Miller's. I do too. Maybe it's like a San Antonio native thing. I'm not a San Antonio. I native, like but. their what? I only uh, like Bill Miller's breakfast tacos and fried you, chicken. Wait, wait, but your par- like didn't you go to high school here? No, no, no. I w- I grew up up north in the Midwest. No way. Mm, I no. Know. What part of the Midwest? I was born in Des Moines, Iowa. 
Oh yeah. wow! Wait, wait, but doesn't your don't your parents live here now? Mm-hmm. My family lives here. I moved all around the Midwest. I lived in Minneapolis and Chicago, and now I'm here in San Antonio. That's why I assume you live here because your dad lives here. Like mm-hmm. I've met your dad, and I was like, oh, okay, so like Sam, just like good old San Antonio guy, just like yeah. This here. explains the rolled pants to anyone that was wondering. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a conundrum. Over mm-hmm. there. So, Sam. Apparently, you said that the podcast is lame and dumb, and that we should confront you. When who who told me I said this? We're not going to put them on blast. We're not putting them on blast. Is that Cliff? I can just confirm that you have said it. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember saying those. Dang, at, I don't remember saying angry. those words. Huh? I don't remember saying those words. It, that was probably a cleaned up version. I remember being in the vicinity of people saying those words. I remember you saying those words. Too. I remember a certain and podcaster. I remember. Someone saying that they wanted to start a rebellion podcast <laughs> to our podcast. I, I did say we should start a counter podcast. A counter podcast. That we could compete with each other with. Mm. This was this was created out of uh, certain individuals who were salty they weren't invited on the podcast. Not myself, because I was invited many times. <laughs> but other individuals. <laughs> but at the time of this, <laughs> these individuals had both been on the podcast, one of them multiple times. Who was, uh, who was the fourth individual that encouraged this kind of conversation? Who is also on the podcast currently? Is it him? I, I don't know. You're pointing at the right person. (laughs) Next question. With all the fishing Sam does on the San Antonio River, has he gotten any weird rashes or worse? These are just a lot of questions for me. This one was from Gabe. I'll 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 tell you who this one's from. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I haven't got any weird rashes. I've had to throw away some clothes, though, for sure, uh, after having gotten into the river. But Um, you've probably found clothes, too. I have found a lot of clothes. I found a mattress on the San Antonio River once. There's a lot of good finds on the river. Yeah. Did you find any uh, syringes? There have been several. Because, I mean, you know, type 1 diabetic, I'm always looking for syringes. <laughs> <laughs> now I know where they're all coming from. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, there's a, didn't you, like, get some people to take a picture of you catching a carp on the Central River, and they were concerned that you were actually getting in the river? Yes, that 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 did happen. Um, the only reason I got in is it was my biggest, my personal best carp. So you know, and he was too heavy to get out of the river. Um, so the only option was to get in the river with the fish. Which That's the was, one where you're like you're in the river. Yeah, I was right? I was in the river. My head was under the water. At no, one and oh. yeah, it was gross. I was a little worried about you know my ears and stuff. Like you felt like maybe I'm going home or something. Yeah, yeah. I threw away those clothes. I tried washing them, and they the scent just did not come out i um, know someone who has used uh water purification techniques to sell water purifiers from their outfitter store by drinking san antonio river water that sounds dirty so yeah. they're purifying the water they're purifying it, it and saying like this is the best water purifier on the market because <laughs> yes, we're taking it from, from the san, san antonio, antonio river. river i don't even know if i do that i'm very yeah. concerned who's doing that yeah i feel like that water's even radiated or yeah. something it's not great I've heard rumors that they clean the San Antonio Zoo cages and the water washes in. It goes, it goes river. like mud oh, poo brown. It would like have every to. every oh, couple I'm of sure. days. Yeah, I've heard Breckenridge Park has some. Yeah, because Breckenridge systems. Park, yeah, and all those birds there too, and mm-hmm. everything. Ooh, there's so many birds in that park, and they're all. It's just covered in dropping just, in just the river. Pooping, pooping all the time. Well, that's all of our questions. Did we get a? Uh, did Woodtip call us? Yeah, he did. You guys okay. ready? Ready. Morning, boys. This here Wood Tip Pickle Chip giving you another call. Um, you know, boys, listen to the last last episode. 
Okay, you know, had yours truly on there. I appreciate you boys doing that for me. You know, that's pretty nice, pretty nice. I'm glad y'all had a good time. But, uh, you know, it's pretty weird, you know, putting a thing on your head and having that thing in front of your face the whole time while you're trying to talk, you know. It's a little strange, you know what I'm saying? And then hearing yourself talk, you know. But then hearing yourself on the radio, that's a little weirder, you know what I'm saying? I mean, no, no photo. But uh, anyhow, I uh, tried to get the lady friend to listen, but she was just like, you know, uh, you know, I hear you run your mouth all the time, okay? I don't need to, I don't need to hear you on the radio, too. You know what I'm saying? No folks. You know, women are like that. Women are like that. But uh, anyhow, yeah. Yeah, but we're doing good, doing good. Um, you know, had a couple groups come in and leave and that sort of thing and killing some pigs, okay? Getting them groceries. All right, we got them. We got to get it, so we get it. Okay, uh, but you know we got a lot of them, a lot of them South Texas groceries. You know what I'm saying? But uh, speaking of groceries, you know, I appreciate you boys leaving me that uh, that coffee, uh, whiskey coffee uh, uh, stuff there. You know, it's pretty good, pretty good. So I'm gonna give him a little coffee review. Okay, Wood Tips coffee review. Okay, all right. But uh, <laughs> you know, here's my review. Okay, it's pretty good. Okay, uh, nice and smooth. All right, uh, you know, but I think the name is a little misleading uh, because it ain't got no whiskey in it, okay? <laughs> all right, it tastes good, but, it'll, you know, miss that little life enhancer I like to call alcohol, all right? <laughs> so, you know, if you just add a little whiskey in there, you know, it makes it a little bit better, you know, a little bit better, not bad. I appreciate you boys leaving that, but uh, anyhow. Well, anyhow, I got this uh, Yankee fella that got me a fly rod, okay, and don't look like I can mount my Zebco to it, so I guess I'm going to have to learn and uh, see what's going on. So, anyway, anything you boys can recommend, you know, kind of like a basic setup, okay, for for a new guy like me, okay. Uh, you know, do I need to get some of them woolly hobos or some of them sparkly danglers or, you know, anyhow. So, you know, if you boys could suggest, you know, a nice little fly fishing setup, all right, for a new, you know, old guy like me, okay. All right, and a little, you know, set my ways. But if y'all guys can recommend something for us new folk out there, that'd be, that'd be real nice. So, anyhow, so, you know, y'all doing good. Appreciate you boys. Y'all keep it up. This here's Wood Chip, Pickle Chip. Y'all have a good week. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, that coffee was good, though. Yeah, I really How, like it. However, I will admit, when I left that weekend uh, at Wood Tips, uh, I definitely had it in my cup, and I forgot that's what it was. And I kept thinking, like, why am I getting like a slight hint of like, it kind of smells. Then a cop pulls behind you, right? And, <laughs> like it kind of smells a little bit of like I forgot to wash my Yeti out of like the bourbon from the night before. It smells a little bit like that, and I was like, but it doesn't taste like it. But like, it, there's a taste to it that's a little different, especially when you're not expecting it. And I was listening to the other podcast, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the whiskey barrel aged coffee that I'm drinking right now. But it's good. I do. I like it. Yeah. It's it's pricey, but it's good. It's a good one to have, like, for special events or special occasions. Yeah, I wouldn't I really necessarily like it. bring it to work every day. But Right. Uh, how, much, how much is it for a bag? It was 20 bucks a bag. Yeah, that's about what coffee runs anyways. Um, so, Woodtip had asked a uh, beginner fly fishing setup. I don't know. He said he had a rod. But do we want to, like, go through some, like, hey, these are some things that you might need if you're going out on the river? I think uh, before we do that, we need to know exactly what he's needing. Like, he's, he says he has a rod, but he was trying to do a Zebco to it. So does he have a reel? Yeah, I don't know. That's well, what to, and then a what reel size? is pretty important. And True. then what size? Unless it's a Tenkara rod. Oh, oh this is true. You know what? At 
something tells me they didn't get him a car. <laughs> but also, I mean, like, what's he looking at for a rod? Does he just have a stick? Piece of 2x4? Right. I mean. It, yeah, th- that was going to be my next question is, like, what size rod I don't know. is it? Like, because you don't want to throw some monstrous streamer oh, on, a, on a three-way. On a three-way, or it'll even blow up like that bow th- did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that one either. Just kind of came out, out of nowhere. nowhere, man. I'm just trying to give our listeners some perspective, something they can refer to when we give an example. <laughs> well, that's that's how a rod breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but, forget to wax your fly rod. But uh, oh, they did give you that like little feral cream, feral wax. Feral you wax. actually could put wax on your on on your ferals. Yeah. How often do you wax your feral, Cliff? Oh, never. I don't think I ever have. I take archery way more serious <laughs> until I blew up a bow. Every time I bought a rod at the shop, it was I was always promised feral wax and it just never never came. That's another thing is I never <laughs> had feral wax until I started working there, and I was like, oh, this is where they keep it. <laughs> this is the box we're supposed to give away. It's always just stashed. <laughs> yeah. I never yeah. asked for it, but I never, I never no, had it. Chapstick also works if you're really super curious. And you get a nice strawberry scent. Yes. Ooh. Oh, hey, you know, off topic, I got those chapsticks this past week that t- taste like uh, candy milk. Candy what? milk? Candy yeah, yeah, yeah. milk. Like like Fruity Pebbles milk. It's amazing. Yeah, I was thinking like a so bunch of like Jolly baking. Ranchers and a bowl of milk. Yeah, no. <laughs> candy <laughs> milk. What are you eating for breakfast? I don't think that's a part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> Your Halloween must be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can throw a cup of orange juice in an apple with that a call of a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay. okay, so back to fishing equipment. So, yeah. okay, we don't know what wood to pass, so we'll just assume he ha- doesn't have anything. If you're fishing, wood to pass some ponds out of his ranch, so let's pretend like he's going to be fishing out of his ranch. I'm going to assume that he someone gave him a five weight. Because, I mean, that's a standard rod to go with for anyone that's new and beginning. Yeah. So, if we take that stance of it, of let's say someone gave Woodtip a five weight, uh, he would need a five weight reel, or it would be a four to six weight reel. Just depends on reel. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, With probably a five weighted line. Yeah. Just a general trout line, I'd say. Yep. Right. It's a good one to go with. Uh, However, I would say if you're fishing ponds, I think a six weight would be the way to go. It probably, but just I'm just assuming. I'm assuming that this was a gift and he didn't know. That's true. And most people buy five weights as right. Gifts. True. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it'll get the job done. And he can fish for it or fish with that in most places other than the coast. I would say for a beginner, knowing what we know about wood tip, he probably still likes the worms and night crawlers and stuff like that to fish with. So I'd hook him up with some. Woo. Squirmy worms yeah. or sand wands or something like that to kind of give that same feel. Or sprinkle sparkle. <laughs> or sprinkle sparkler. <laughs> uh, I'd probably suggest some, some poppers for his ponds. You know, I know a guy who throws Texas rigs on a fly rod. Well, wait, that so is they, a true story. They throw it on That's an eight a weight? bold move. Yeah, they throw it on that an eight That sounds very sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. dude, that, but that, weight, that weight hits your... extremely fun. <laughs> yeah. That weight hits your rod once, and it's just yeah. That's how that's how you blow up your rod. That's how you blow up your rod. Throw a Texas rig on an eight weight. <laughs> yeah. But I would say stick to flies that look like the bait that you're used to. 
for yeah. the beginning. Especially that's probably where your confidence is too. Probably mm-hmm. some crawfish out there and some frogs. He finds some flies that look like those things. Some yep. and those tanks. I mean, we know there's bass in them. Uh, mm-hmm. I know there's perch in them. So I would stick to stuff that you're used to fishing. The perch or panfish. Panfish. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, somebody, somebody might be able to be like, it's not a perch and panfish. Um, but. I would say stick to flies that look like what you're used to fishing in the beginning and then venture out to something else. I'd also say some nail clippers would be helpful. That man ain't got nail clippers. <laughs> He's using a, a – Leatherman? Just rips them off? A pair uh, of pliers? He he uses those knives from uh, Texaco. Texaco. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You think if you get two Texaco knives, just kind of – Probably. Tape, tape them together? <laughs> <laughs> Turn them into scissors. I mean, duct tape can do a lot of things. He's going to need a leader, too. I bet he just doubles it over and just pops. He's going to need a leader, too. Nine foot, three X, I would say say on those cattle ponds, you probably could get away with a seven and a half foot leader. I think a three X is a good general one. Three to four, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Anywhere about eight to 12 pound strength. Yeah. Yeah. About all you need. You could even just take some fishing line that's about 10 pound strength and just throw that out there to make it easy. Just so I learned straight, straight piece of 12 pound test. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Turns over. Now. And as you get better <laughs> and you learn more, you'll kind of understand the terminology we're throwing out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I would say that that would get a newbie fly fisher or someone who just got one as a gift started. And uh, if you have any specific questions uh, with tip, reach out and we can help you. Or if anybody else has specific questions. No, no just an idea. We won't give honey holes, but we will give help. Um, so, are you guys ready to get into some website articles? Yes. Dude, I keep getting Peloton bike ads, and it's annoying me. <laughs> I'm like, no. So, so, are you getting one? <laughs> hey. No, Ed, man. Ian, I'm not that much of a boss tonight. Ian, you, uh, you've been talking to me about grills. Are you getting a Traeger or what? Dude, so I have to get my deck rebuilt, which is going to cost more than my truck, maybe. And I'm waiting for that to happen. And there's a whole ton of hoops you have to jump through. So, yes, I am looking at grills, and I'm looking at Traegers, and I'm wondering if the Wi-Fi is worth, like, the 600 bucks more or whatever it costs. It's expensive. It, it like, so, almost doubles the cost. Is that – maybe we could talk about that. Yeah. So, to, to help you out on that – Ian, Landon and I both have Traegers. Do you have a Traeger, Zach? I do. Zach has a Traeger. Sam, do you have a Traeger? I'm Traegerless. Sam's Traegerless. I'm Traegerless. He looks so buddy. defeated too when he said that. He's I like, yeah. Traegerless. Evan, no, do you that have was a my Traeger? moment. No. All right. So, <laughs> so Zach, me, and Landon all have Traegers. Now, I do have the Wi-Fi capability one. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> But you want one. Don't don't be playing like you don't. Uh, <laughs> do you have the Wi-Fi feature? I do. But I living in my apartment is tough to use right now. No, right. I do not have the Wi-Fi feature. I know how to turn a knob on a grill to set it to the temperature that yeah, I want. Yeah, but can you go inside and just do whatever you want? It takes two seconds to turn a knob on a grill. So, yeah, so here's, here's it the thing. It sounds like you know, they're the snob. Wait, they're hold on. I want to hear what Cliff has to say. So here's the thing. What I'm getting at is how much is that feature of being able to walk away from that grill worth to you? And it's not $600 difference. I know that for a fact. It's like 100 bucks difference. Yeah, it's, 
Not, but they, they might not even sell the ones without it anymore. I think they're just doing the Wi-Fi one. But maybe wait, what's the Ironwood thing then? Maybe I'm looking at the wrong. The Ironwood <laughs> is their like second tier one. Oh, and maybe that's what I was looking at. Let okay. me tell you what Never I mind. did and how I got my Traeger. I went on Facebook Marketplace. Someone was selling one. It had been used one time, sitting on their back porch for two years. I paid three hundred dollars for it. Boom, Traeger. No Wi-Fi capabilities. Saved myself a couple hundred dollars. It's nice. And that I'm not. Like I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm trying to help Ian out here on should he do the Wi-Fi capability oh, don't do or the Wi-Fi. should he not? No, because every time I try to use the Wi-Fi thing, it doesn't work. See, it works for me. Yeah, no. I like it because I'm able to set it, and then say Cynthia wants to go to her mom's house, or I need to run to Home Depot or something like that, and I can't be like on my grill for a long cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to be able to sit there and tinker with my temperatures and all this other stuff and not have to babysit the grill all the time. I think, like, I'm just, like, I don't ever plan on, like, that's, like, so I, the feature is neat to have, right? Like, I didn't have a choice. I was just, like, this is the one they had. I was, like, let's do it, you know? But I don't need that feature at all, the Wi-Fi feature. Now, I will say, when I was buying mine... The Wi-Fi capability of it was like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, it's a grill. I'm not. Why do I need it to connect to my Wi-Fi? Now that I have the Wi-Fi one, it is nice to be able to run somewhere else and still keep an eye on your cook. Yeah. So it, sure. it's how much is that worth to you? Three dollars. Plus, if you're able to find one without or not. Okay, so I think I was looking at the Pro Series versus Ironwood and assuming that Ironwood had Wi-Fi. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, uh, The the Ironwoods do come with the Wi-Fi, but it is their second tier uh, level, so it's a little bit more in-depth, a little bit more nicer looking with some of the trim and stuff like that than the Pro Series, and then you have the Timberline Series, which is their most expensive grill series. They have the tabletop one too. Uh, is there is it worth it to go that high or no? No, just get a pro series. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't think I can afford the Timberline anyway. You can get a. You can get one. No, mine's a pro. Zach's is a pro. Landon's is a pro. They're good. You don't have yeah. to get the like most it. expensive one. Yeah, I mean it's cool. I'm to be honest, like that's the like biggest driving factor for me to get a house is that I can use my. My trigger monster. It's capabilities. Yeah. <laughs> I can if you, use the Wi-Fi. <laughs> if you do buy a new Traeger, the box can be turned into a little clubhouse. Yeah, no, mine, mine, mine was. And it also now we're talking. It was cool. It had like <laughs> it was like set up in stages. It had like this is a clubhouse. This is a or I think it was like a doghouse actually for mine. And it was like here's where you put your beer while you're putting it together. And it had like this little cutout where you like you could set your beer in it and it like held it perfectly at like chest like waist high while you put your trigger together. It's cool. Man, can I just get the box? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. It hurt a little bit the, throwing the away box. a box. The box I didn't want to throw away. Either. <laughs> That's the best part of it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like you know like Lego set for for men. There you, you go. Know? Great. But it is the easy bake oven for adult males. I will say that. Cool. You guys ready to move on to the articles? Let's do it. I want to talk to Sam, so. Yeah, let's do it. I don't. <laughs> I'm nervous now. Who's going I'll, first? I'll go first. Oh. I'll do a quick summary on mine. Yeah, let's do summaries because we're running out of time. Ian, <laughs> every time, talking during the sound clip. <laughs> every episode. <laughs> It's the best. We know you can't hear it. Just make it better. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you know why? It's because I wait for a pause in conversation and I always forget that it's because the sound was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This frog farm in Colombia is trying to put poachers out of business. Basically, Columbia summer, the country. Yeah, Columbia, Columbia the country. Okay. Um, you know, because I pull like stories about poachers or like incidents that happen with, you know. Uh, How do you poach a frog? So apparently, in Colombia, people are poaching these frogs out of the rainforest. They're these like yellow, cool-looking frogs. If you guys want to see a picture, oh, that is a cool-looking frog. Oh yeah. And uh, what they decided was like, well, what if we started breeding them and selling them? And then that would take away, like, the poaching market, people going out and catching them and selling them illegally. So, basically, they set up this, like, factory farm for these frogs so that that way uh, they could then, you know, sell them and then people wouldn't be incentivized to poach them and then resell them, which I thought was an interesting take on conservation. I'm curious about your guys' opinion about thinking about that as a whole because – you know, I've also heard, like, factory farms are bad. You know, there's that whole side of the argument. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of curious to what you guys think about this type of uh, conserv- – uh, could call it a conservation effort. Yeah. I think it depends on how the, how the scale of the problem. You know what I mean? Like, if it is, like, an endangered frog species where it's, like – they're doing this by the thousands and just taking away these frogs. And, yeah, like, anything you could do to make sure that species doesn't die is a great thing. But, like you said, too, I mean, if it's like, we're going to save these frogs from being captured legally and sold on the black market to a bunch of frogs just living in, you know, I don't know. I don't know the frog breeding industry. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. ethical or, you know, maybe the frogs have their own little villa. I don't know. Are they grass-fed frogs? <laughs> <laughs> free range i don't know i didn't read the whole article but um yeah i thought it was kind of an interesting take and it doesn't seem like people are more wanting these frogs as like pet type scenario they're not eating the frogs so you know there's that whole deal about you know factory farms with like rare animals that that you know people want to eat but it doesn't seem like that type of situation just seems like hey we these frogs are important for the ecosystem here so we're going to start um breeding them, selling them. That way we can cut the poachers out from underneath because if their poachers aren't able to make money off of them, um, then it doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, – it doesn't seem like it's going to be something that they're going to continue to do. Maybe they switch to something else. It's or, an interesting idea. Like yeah. I've never heard about it before. Yeah. You know, like it is – you know. Well, I guess it's kind of like what um, – when people were killing the rhinos for their horns, right, they went out and darted a bunch of the rhinos and they cut off their horns, mm. you know? Yeah. I saw a great video about rhinos. What are they doing? Can't say. It's oh. not podcast appropriate. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, a good article, though. I like it. All right. Cliff looks like he's ready. All right. He Cliff. even highlighted he's his He's excited. I always highlight my articles. Oh, okay. You guys ready? Yeah. Cliff's Cool Conservation Corner. P4. So, this is coming out of TPWD uh, and is on CWD again. Uh, CWD, which is chronic wasting disease, if you haven't listened to past episodes or don't know what it is, has been discovered in deer breeding facilities in both Hunt and Uvalde counties. Uh, This marks the first positive detection of the disease in Hunt County. 
um, which brings the total number of counties in the state of Texas up to 10 counties having positive CWD mm -hmm. cases. Um, uh, tissue samples were submitted by a, the deer breeding facilities as part of a as part of a required CWD surveillance program. Uh, samples indicated present presence of CWD during testing at the Texas A&M Veter Veterinary Medical Diagnostic Laboratory in College Station, the National Veterinary Service Services Library in Ames, uh, Iowa. Uh, has since confirmed CWD in those tissue samples. Officials have taken immediate action to secure all deer in Uvalde and Hunt uh, County deer breeding facilities and plan to conduct additional investigations for CWD. Other breeding facilities that have received deer from those facilities or shipped deer to those facilities during the last five years are under movement restrictions and cannot move or release deer at this time. Texas Parks and Wildlife and Animal Texas Animal Health Commission are working together to determine the extent of the disease within the facilities and evaluate risk to Texas free-ranging deer populations. Um, yep, and that's it. So, okay. Um, so, are there any new they're regulations? Monitoring, they're, so, they're mon monitoring the captive. They're monitoring all captive deer in, operations in Uvalde and Hunt counties right now. Okay. Uvalde and is how far from here? Not far at right. all. Okay, so this is the closest positive case we've seen. No, Medina's yeah. closer, I would okay. say. Okay. So, because I, I think I remember from a previous podcast you had said that if CWD was positive in a captive herd on, like, a breeding facility that – Texas Parks and Wildlife was going to shut that facility down. They couldn't have deer for seven years. That's what I've heard. But it sounds like they're just monitoring the situation right now. But it is shut down in the sense of if you're a deer breeder, you don't make your money holding the deer. You make your money selling off the deer. Right, so they can't sell their deer, though. Correct. So everything on that facility has to stay on that facility for it says anything that has received deer from this these facilities are also in regulation or ha are affected by this. So it like it's like a tree effect, like mm -hmm. a branch out. Like, so like if your facility is, has a CWD positive deer, every deer you've sold off within the last yeah. So if you're Bob's Deer Farm uh -huh. and you have thirteen hundred deer, one of them tested positive for CWD. But you sold a deer last year to Tim's deer farm or deer emporium. Right. Uh, <laughs> then now Tim's deer emporium can't sell deer. And I bet if Tim's deer emporium has sold deer and they do find CWD on Tim's, then the next one down the line is probably correct. Yeah. That's uh, tough, man. That's crazy. I have heard before, I don't know how true it is, but sometimes I've heard, depending on how bad the situation is, they make you kill off all those deer, too. Yeah. Mm. That's rough. Really. Yeah. Thanks for the update, Cliff. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, Ian, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from LiveScience.com. I'll go real quick. Bored chimps at Czech Zoo's video chat during lockdown. 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this, this was posted 13 days ago. Basically, like these chimps are used to seeing like visitors and you know people coming and interacting with them, and so they couldn't do that. So they set up big screens in the chimp enclosure so they can FaceTime each other. Um, the chimps FaceTime each other, or they yeah. FaceTime people. They FaceTime each other. Interesting. That's kind of nice. Um, like Zoom I call think meetings. So. Yeah. yeah. Good for them getting Zoom out there. Call uh, let's see. <laughs> let's see. I think they. Fa- yeah, I think they FaceTime each other. That's. I'm not going. Yeah, a two-way nice. video call between the screens has allowed the apes from both zoos to see each other for up to eight hours a day, although they were kept on mute. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> they can't talk to each other. They can't talk. But they can sign to each other. Um, <laughs> sign language in the chimps. <laughs> That's awesome. But what if like the chimps just showed each other like food and stuff? Like, wait, where is it? Um, wait, wait, so they just showed each other like bananas. Like, this is my banana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it said some of them got bored, but this is a direct quote. Some of them would bring their own food to show off to other chimps that they would, <laughs> as they would with regular on. newbies. That is, <laughs> the chimps also seem to enjoy watching zookeepers uh, do their work. Um, <laughs> Dude, this is yeah. Apparently, Zach, we don't. It didn't say bananas, but we could just assume they were like checking it out. In my mind, monkeys only eat bananas. Like that's it. They, they, they honest, eat anything though, else. It sounds a lot better than half the stuff that we could watch on the internet too. <laughs> that is true. We can learn a thing or two from monkeys. Yeah, like what's the what's the website with that people have been going on to where they end up talking to strangers, uh, video chat and strangers and stuff. OnlyFans. <laughs> chat roulette yeah chat. I think it's chat roulette but uh, what if you got on a chat roulette and a monkey just popped up we do not endorse chat roulette that would no. make my day if I was just, oh, I know, man. Right? a monkey comes and shows me a banana I would pay money to, <laughs> That'd be awesome. to have a live monkey show but me then, a banana but then the next one is of course a picture of a <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a different kind of banana. Yeah, so <laughs> spots roulette. You either win or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> then it turns into OnlyFans real quick. <laughs> what if the monkey started doing that? Oh. Monkey OnlyFans. Can you imagine yes. being like the guy that's like, you know, what'll keep these chimps interested what, until we can have visitors again? Let's let them Facetime each other. And the director was like, what? <laughs> like I'm just imagining them pitching that, and they're like, wait, how does that meeting you? happen? They're looking. We're like, only yeah. gonna get them a Kindle fire though they're not getting iPads <laughs> they are running out of ideas at that zoo hey man if monkeys are happy yeah man livescience.com from the Czech Republic so oh there you go well thanks Ian that was pretty neat that yeah, was pretty neat pretty neat are right, you guys ready alright I would almost pay to like FaceTime a monkey in a zoo. Cliff is not ready. He's still, <laughs> he's still a he's monkey. He's still caught up on monkeys, man. <laughs> but think about that. Like, what if the, that's a revenue stream for the zoo? Like, oh, yeah. Can I, like, show the monkey my food? Like, show him a sandwich, and he shows me his banana, and we have a little connection there? <laughs> he's That'd be, cool. at you. That'd be pretty fun. Man, if I showed a monkey a sandwich and he showed me his banana, I'd be like, there's a thing happening. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got a connection. <laughs> there's a spark we here. No, what is happening. <laughs> what if you were eating a banana when you – Got on with the monkey. Maybe he what would think would he you're a He's monkey. just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Or, or would he be upset thinking that you have his banana? That's true. Could you have just pissed off a Czech Republic monkey? I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Come out of your cage, big man. <laughs> Meet you in America. You wouldn't say that if you weren't behind a screen. <laughs> We're getting real close to rule number one. 
<laughs> We're talking about monkey monkeys. <laughs> you guys ready? Ready. <laughs> All right, guys. So this week, uh, Ian actually is the reason why I looked into the story. It is the story of the Mogollon monster. Ian, is that how you say it? Uh, Mogion. Mogion monster. Time out. Before you start, who sent? Was it you that sent the little yeah. map of mm. all of the creatures in I the see, U.S.? I find some maps every now and then, but they weren't as detailed as that one. That one had like a that ton. one had a bat squatch, which I was like, what is bat squatch? I want to look at. All oh, of those. Zach, real quick, I will say this: when I was a kid at scout camp, like in the mid two thousands in Arizona, the Mogion monster terrified me. Oh yeah, no, because I, everyone believed in it. Yeah. yeah. Scouts seem to be like where this these stories kind of like just kind of spin. Yeah, I camped at Camp Geronimo up in north northern Arizona. Dude, I'm gonna like, talk about Camp Geronimo. Are you okay? Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. mid two thousands. Talk there. about Ian. You guys realize that like it's older scouts playing pranks on younger scouts and saying that this is a thing. Anyway, go ahead, yeah. Zach. What was it like? The you just broke the whole story. I know. <laughs> the snipe hunt. Yeah, the snipe hunt. Run through the woods with pots and banging pots and pans, and everyone's making fun of you while you're doing it. Cause yeah, you're like, why are you laughing? I'm just trying to find like, this bird. What a goofball. Okay, so, okay, Ian, say it one more time. Mogion. Mogion, okay. So, the Mogion monster is found in central to eastern Arizona. Uh, it is long, I'm assuming it's along the Mogion rim. Uh, which is there in Arizona. Uh, so, first things first. When was the f- oldest sighting of the Mogollon monster? What do you guys think? When did Scout start? <laughs> <laughs> when did Ian go to this ridge? He yeah. said 2000. Uh, dude, okay, so I was there in 2004, 2005, and 2006. But we know the rule. I can't have anything years. newer than 1995. Yeah, I believe that. I'm going to say 1960. Okay, 1960. Cliff, what do you think? I'm going to say the summer of love, 1976. Okay, weird. I'm going to say whatever year the scouts were founded. Okay, well, look it up what Ian's given us. Scouts were founded in uh, 1905. What a Boy Scout. Okay, so you're going with 1905? I'm going to go 1905. Okay, Ian, what are you going with? I'm going to go, like, 1950s. Okay. Well, Sam, it was 1903. Wow. 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 That was pre-dated the Boy Scouts. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Maybe Mogion Monster founded the Boy Scouts. You know? Wow, that's a hot take right there. That's a hot take. I need like, someone to tell my story. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the Boy Scouts are. <laughs> just, to, just to tell the story. Uh, okay, so anyways, the Mogion Monster, guys. It uh, is reported to be a bipedal humanoid, right? Kind of like Bigfoot, over seven feet tall, uh, obviously inhuman strength, right? He wouldn't just have normal strength. Um, But a lot of people claim that when you look into his eyes, they look wild and red. Uh, He's covered in this long black or reddish-brown hair, right? Is Uh, it like he kept his eyes open in the pool too long red or, um, like, glowy red? Maybe, like, dancing with the devil red, Hmm. you know? Hmm. I don't know. But uh, Is that a little Nos reference. You <laughs> <laughs> get you off the internet. <laughs> I do need to get off. You're the grounded internet. from the internet for a week, Cliff. <laughs> you won't hear Cliff next week. <laughs> He's grounded. Uh, so, but he doesn't have hair on his face, chest, hands, or feet. Right. So your normal Bigfoot sort of style. 
Um, he has a strong odor, right? People say he smells kind of like a dead fish or a skunk. Um, so like Sam. Yeah, sure. I mean, if I was out in the ridge for, for that long, right. I think I would also smell like a skunk. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm picturing. They also know that he smells like the musk of a snapping turtle, but I've never, I'm not experiencing that. Did snap, do snapping turtles have musk? I don't know. Do they? Cliff? You're our snappy turtle I mean, expert. They, they do have an odor, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily like a musk they produce. Oh, well, people say musk. Uh, so the creature is nocturnal, omnivorous, so he's going to eat some meat, eat some uh, some fruit and veggies, right? Bananas? Um, maybe bananas. <laughs> is he FaceTiming the chimps? <laughs> <laughs> he's FaceTiming the chimps. Uh, so he can also be very violent, and uh, they're known to be very territorial. Um, obviously, like a Bigfoot, huge strides, right, with feet that are about 22 inches in length. Um, the weird thing, though, is they can mimic birds and coyotes. Uh, I don't know why they would want to do that, but they do that. They explore campsites after dark, like, uh, you know, uh, boo boo, you know, mm-hmm. like Yogi Berra, right? <laughs> Yogi Bear. <laughs> Yogi, the Yogi, Yogi the Bear. Yogi the Bear. Two different You know things. what? It's opening don't day. Don't you hate it when Yogi Bear comes through <laughs> your campsite? <laughs> it's opening day, guys. He's got baseball on the line. He's got <laughs> uh, so they build nests, though. I don't know if their nests are in the ground or in the trees. But uh, they build out of pine needles. They also hurl stones, and they decapitate everything they eat. So bananas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to take that banana's head yeah. off. Just uh, no, sure but they, get you. they are known to decapitate t- deer, um, as well as whenever they eat, they emit a blood-curdling scream. I don't know if it's like a scream of excitement or sadness that they have to kill something, but it's kind of like they rip the head off and then just like, ah! I'm going to say excitement. Yeah, that's what I'd probably say. Because I get pretty excited when I see the waiter come out with my food, and I'd assume it's that same feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, people say that whenever you, you see one, you immediately feel this sense of, like, an eerie silence, like something, like some sort of predator is watching you. If I saw a naked hairy man in the woods, I would probably feel that way, too. Oh, I yeah. thought you were say get excited. Yeah, you never know. Um, context. So in 1903, in the Arizona Republican, I.W. Stevens described seeing this creature. It had long white hair, matted beard uh, that went all the way down to his knees, right? These super large talons and claws that are about three inches long. Um, now, he said that when he saw him, he actually saw the creature ripping off the heads of cougars and drinking the blood like he was, you know, just like picking them up. Like he was like two-handing it, you know? It was just like Cougar 1 down, Cougar 2 down. Boy Scout 1 down, Boy Scout 2 down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so glad you made it back. What kind, of, what kind of cougars? Like mountain lions or like... You, will you get over your mountain lion fascination already? <laughs> or like ladies? I think it was mountain lion. <laughs> uh, so also the, the creature looked at him, screamed this screech, and then uh, I guess I.W. Stevens walked away. So another one, Don Davis in the mid-40s uh, was on a Boy Scout trip near Payson, or Payson Arizona. Payson. Uh, Payson. I so, feel like I'm the Arizona, like, Dude, you're my Arizona expert right now, man. This is great. Have you personally seen this animal, Ian? Hey, you're a Boy Scout. No, I wish. Yeah, well, you, you're the reason why we're telling the story. So, Dude, uh, I have another great – when I was at Scouts – the uh, FBI raided this weed farm nearby. I'll tell that story sometime, but it was amazing. <laughs> there, there was like helicopters flying barrels of marijuana. It was incredible. Was, like is, in is that where the skunk odor came from? Could it just been Probably. a, a weed farmer? 
<laughs> like they yeah i'll tell that story sometime on the podcast but it was intense <laughs> <laughs> uh last sighting that i have noted is marjorie grimes she's a white river arizona resident uh between 82 and 04 she said she's seen this creature countless times um did you know her ian marjorie grimes no but arizona has a lot i mean Arizona's like new mexico you have a lot of like how do you get out here, people? And they don't have a reasonable idea. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, no, no. To be, I'm not throwing her under the bus. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that have seen things. Well, I can and guarantee no, she I does, that Marjorie Grimes does not listen to our podcast. Hey, you know what? Don't put Marjorie in a box. You never know. If you're Marjorie, please call in. Yep. Uh, so I'll just to- say this real quick. A lot of people in Arizona claim to have seen things. That's what I'm going to say. There you go. Uh, scientists believe that it could be black bears, mountain lions, maybe even elk that people are just misidentifying as it. Uh, and in the 30s, grizzly bears actually Those are roamed the forest. Two very distinct-looking animals. You know, that Ian, you can't get Ian confused. said people in Arizona just don't know, so maybe they don't know. They also he also talked about a massive wheat farm. So you know, yeah. you're you're just zooted walking through the woods, and you know, you see an elk that might look. I'll send you guys the uh, article in the chat. I still have the newspaper. (laughs) Uh, Okay, guys, so the last story I have is the Boy Scouts, right, and this man named Sam Spade, right? He uh, was building a log cabin on land, right, um, near or what is now known as Camp Geronimo, and he was uh, attacked by this creature. He lived, but the creature just broke him for the rest of his life. Essentially, he was like, just down, like, the creature took something out of him. Not physically, but just, like, mentally just broke him. Interesting. So this, this so like psychic? like, chess with him and, like, severely beat him. No, more like the scene from Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom when he rips out his heart. Ah. He took that with him. Kwanaka. Kwanaka. <laughs> uh, so, but the weird thing is later, Bill Spade, Sam's son, uh, got married, right? But on his wedding day, the creature came back and killed him. Was like killed the son. Killed the son on his wedding day. Oh, so he just had a vendetta against his dude. Against huh? his family, he was like, "Sam, I'm going to break you even more. I'm going to kill your son on his wedding day." Um, so the monster. But what did this dude do to the monster? He built a built cabin, cabin on Camp Geronimo, I guess. You know, he was like, "No, no, no." The Boy Scouts must tell my story, not Sam. It's <laughs> <laughs> only for Ian to tell. Uh. So that's how it is. There's obviously a lot more things, right? People think uh, that the monster crew was there from different natives around the area who are either tormented by settlers or um, they they say that maybe it actually might be like a, a settler who killed an, a native woman who uh, was cursed by the native spirits to turn into this monster, to live its life out in the wilderness, calling for people and ripping off heads. Hmm. So... Uh, also Are there any grainy pictures? There is uh, some grainy footage. Ooh. Yep, I don't have it because I just have paper. But uh, subscribe to the Honey story. Hole OnlyFans. It'll be on there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. That was it. That was Creature right. Watch. That's all our articles. All right, Sam. You have a good story to tell us. <sighs> I have one or two. Yeah, dude. I'm excited. I love this story. <laughs> this is like my favorite story. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch, but Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier. Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place. And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote. 
Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour. This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it from now through June on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head-to-head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through the pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your jersey. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs now on TNT and CBS. So, we were working together. We worked the same shift. You and some other people went off to go fishing, and I went home. And the next day, uh, came into work, and you had gone through the night of your life. Would you care to take us through the events of that night? I you can. And you don't have to tell us real names. I, I, won't, I won't tell you real names. Redact um, the names. So, the original plan wasn't to go fishing. It was, you know, just to be a, a, a night to hang out with, uh, with a couple of fellows that I worked with at, the, at that time. Um, and, you know, we were just, you know, doing normal things. This is when birds came out. So, we were, you know, big into the bird thing, riding around and, you know, just cruising. I, I thought you were talking about the government drones. See, I thought you were talking Back about the it. Alfred Hitchcock movie. I was like, Sam, you're not day over 24. <laughs> we were just we were just sitting there watching the birds. We were really into it. <laughs> um, but, no, we were scootering around and, you know, we were looking at water. And all, all three of us are big carp fishermen. And, you know, I don't know what it was, uh, but we saw – Japanese tea gardens and had a golden opportunity and you know we decided to seize it and uh so the the three of us decided that we were going to um fly fish in the Japanese tea gardens which uh for any of you who aren't in San Antonio it's it's a very beautiful park um in the middle of the city with a lot of very large very large koi in in this pond now so we got in there it was now, y'all actually came all the way back to the store to get your gear. No, no, no. We went to a, uh, to a certain individual's apartment, got his gear. So none of my gear was involved. I also – did y'all ride scooters there? We did ride scooters there. Like the, uh, like the ones yeah, – Yeah, the bird the, the the scooters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, okay. We rode birds originally, and then we got the, the vehicle for the actual gear. Okay. Because, um, you, know, you know, we had lots, lots of gear. We were very prepared for this, had a lot of flies and everything. We were ready. Um, so we get there. It's it's pitch dark. We're you know feeling our way around. Um, and was we, anyone else there? There was no one to our knowledge there. It was just it was just us three. And you know we figured oh it's a park in the city. We're allowed to be here at night. We're not doing anything wrong. It is an open um, park. It's an open park. There's, There's a gate. We we walked right in. You know zero signs, nothing. And we thought we were gonna have a great time. We were you know fishing. Um, you know, I, we saw some koi jump. I've never seen that happen. I've never seen carp jump. And we, you know, if you ever seen a koi jump like a tarpon, it's it's reason enough to try this for yourself. Um, I, I will say, don't try this for yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just in case Ao gets an Listen idea. Listen to the whole story before you make a decision. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so you know, we're having a great time jumping these jumping these koi. Um, 
when you know we kind of separated went our own ways and uh within the park within the like park no one left we're, we're exploring the park you know just kind of enjoying our this park to ourselves and it's not huge either no no it's we could definitely hear each other um when uh, you know, I, I saw I saw an individual coming down to the park, and you know, my paranoid self got a little nervous, and for good reason. It was a uh, police officer who uh, you know very quickly informed me that before you get too far, had y'all caught some fish at this point? Um, you know, per the advice of the people in the later story, I can't s- confirm or deny if we handled any of the fish in the park. I will say we definitely hooked a couple and saw them jump um apparently there's a big problem if you touch them um which i guess koi are very sensitive to being touched i I didn't know that um so i will just say you know there we got very close to some koi Um, but so this individual came down and uh very quickly informed me he was a police officer and uh also very quickly informed me that i was not supposed to be there um, so I was having a, a very nice conversation with this officer who was asking for my ID and, you know, he asked if there's any other individuals there and the, the good friend I am. And I, uh, I said, no, I'm all alone. I'm around this park, just fishing on my own. And, uh, then, uh, my friend comes walking up behind me, uh, having obviously clearly not heard this. Um, <laughs> and so he gets confronted by the officer who quickly goes, oh, so you're not just one of you. And I was like, well, I didn't know he was here. <laughs> um, so we're talking to the officer and he goes, okay, guys, uh, is it just you two? It's just you two. And both of us are, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's just the two of us, sir. You know, we, we were just walking around exploring. You know, we thought it was a good idea to hide our fishing gear in a bush. And uh, we thought that would, it would not get discovered there. Um, so we were telling him, no, we're just walking around, walking around. He quickly found the gear. And, <laughs> you know, he's like, okay, guys, you know, just the two of y'all, you're going to have to come with me. Well, all of a sudden, our third friend comes walking up. Goes, <laughs> Are you guys okay over there? And we just look at him like, come on, man. You couldn't hear, you couldn't hear this. And he goes, oh, so there's, so there's three of y'all. And so we are, you know, we don't know what's going on. So we go, Oh my gosh! What are you doing here, man? <laughs> you know, I he, I don't think he believed us. Um, so then quickly we find out three more officers show up and they proceed what? to search the park. And then and three more friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, there wasn't any more friends. Um, so they look through the park. We're quickly put into uh, put into handcuffs and put on the curb. And you know, all of us at this point are you know very confused, and uh, because we're in a public park and. You know, uh, certain individuals were there was tears shed. There was uh, there was an officer yelling at us about, um, you know, that we were apparently on private property that had no fences. Um, so I thought it was a great idea to tell the officer, well, you know, sir, we figured that this was part of the San Antonio River. And, you know, we're just exercising our rights to fish our public water <laughs> as Texans. Um <laughs> Public Which, water owner. Yeah, you know, public water owner. Um, apparently that wasn't the right answer because um, I was quickly informed I was in the wrong. Um, so, you know, our, our gear was laid out. They were taking pictures of all our all our fishing gear. We were sitting there in cuffs. And, you know, all of us were just very concerned with, this, with how this evening was going. Um, yeah, and we were, we were threatened multiple times to, you know, Getting, thankfully, all of us were old enough, so our parents weren't called. I think my parents would have been a little upset if they found out <laughs> what I was doing on a Saturday night was sneaking in parks. Do your parents the know? They do know now. Okay. <laughs> they do know now. Um, 
yeah, so we were able to eventually get ourselves out of it, get the cuffs taken off, and we very quickly left the park. And I think there are now signs that say you can't fish there. But it didn't um, originally. There weren't originally. There was no and signs, no fences. And were there signs that say you can't be here at a certain time? There and were no signs at all. it is considered, to my knowledge, a public park. There's like, no way you would know that you can't be there after dark. Exactly. We, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, we kind of just thought it was better not to ask and not get oh, the yeah, no. For sure. Um, yeah, definitely, you know, one of my favorite uh, carp fishing adventures. And uh, I don't think a lot of people can say that they've jumped a, uh, a big koi. And what, got arrested. What for did it. they tell you? Like, it, it, it sounds him. like um, it, it sounds like they. How long were they talking with y'all for? Oh, we were talking there for at least a good hour. Or so really? we we were informed that the koi themselves cost several thousand dollars, and if we were to kill one, it would be billed to us by the city of San Antonio. Um, so they were. So it is public property. So yeah. So apparently, and they you are. said, sir, we catch and release only. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I showed him my carp mat and, you know, my net, and I was, I was taking A1 care of these fish. Um, but, yeah, so apparently they are my taxpayer money fish. So <laughs> I think I, you know, I had a somewhat of a right, but it's hard to argue your rights when you're, you know, in handcuffs. Yeah, yeah and sitting on a curb. And sitting on a curb, you know. Take your coworkers is crying about it. And, I want to know that who cried. After the podcast, I want to know. That's, a, that's, a after, that's an after-hours <laughs> conversation. I think I know, but – I want to know. <laughs> There's another good part of the story I think you're forgetting to mention that I'm really excited for you to tell. Because they were asking you guys about your fishing and maybe your employment. Oh, uh, yes, yes. So, I mean, don't name drop them. <laughs> right. So as we're, as we're on, the, on the curb, you know, discussing with the officers why we were committing this heinous fishing. act of fishing for our fish. Um, <laughs> we were we, one, of, one of the individuals I was with let it slip that all of us happen to work for a fly shop. Um, There's only two. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think both of us turned our heads and about broke our necks to give him a dirty look that, you know, why are you telling him that where we work? <laughs> and in an effort to, uh, an effort to rectify his sins, um, he proceeds to tell him that we we were, were employed by the other fly shop <laughs> in San Antonio. Gives him an address and the names of uh, several of the other people that work there. It goes, yeah, you can stop by any time and you can ask them all about us. If you know. uh, I wish I would have been there when they got that call. <laughs> I really hope that that officer just stopped by and, you know, followed up. <laughs> just followed up with him and asked about us. Um, yeah, so we started a lot of, there's a lot of beef apparently in the San Antonio fly fishing scene. Um, yeah. Wait, there's beef? Because of that? Oh, I don't know. I hope there was. Oh, I really, oh, oh, you're just saying. I mean, yeah. if, if logic prevailed and he's like actually wanted to look about it, like look into it. He would have gone there, figured out y'all lied, and then went to the other one. <laughs> went to the went to the to the R shop. Exactly. No, like, I, don't, I don't think they cared. The last thing they wanted to be doing is like arresting three dudes for fishing in a pond. Three three college students who were you know great CPR for their fish. You know these fish were. If anyone could have caught these fish, it should have been us. Yeah. <laughs> what did they did they did they believe that y'all are fishing or did they? Because I would assume that like oh there's three guys there they're vandalizing or like causing trouble. 
Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty believable considering we had probably like three eight hundred dollar fly rods with us. I thought y'all only had one rod and y'all were switching it back and forth. Oh no, we had the whole nine yards. We had everybody. We had hip packs, nets, rods. We had everything. We were we were geared up. You know, I think there was fly boxes open on the you know the sidewalks. I mean, waiters on. How did they end up finding out that y'all were there? I have I have no idea. Cameras, maybe? There has to be That's cameras. my assumption is that they, you know, or that there was a car parked in the parking lot yeah. at night. And somebody just rotate, uh, you know, is like, oh, what's the car doing there? And, or yeah. they probably have, like, some sort of security that just drives through periodically. And it was like, this is strange. And then. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. It was definitely probably the highlight of their night um, yeah. and not of ours. I've been there at night. But, like. Was there like towards the end of it, and then like it got night, but then we let we were obviously more fishing. So yeah, this was at like this was night. Yeah, this was like twelve o'clock at night. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was definitely yeah, not like like just after dusk. <laughs> I think anyone else was there for for problematic reasons. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they assumed we were there for bad reasons. Yeah, yeah, and you know we were just fly fishing. Yeah, yeah they probably th- maybe they think you're stealing it fish said, or something. Are you boys doing drugs? And Sam goes, the tug is my drug. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) If that says anything about my college experience, getting arrested for fly fishing. Well, now, like, half the time anybody kind of in our friend group fishes somewhere they don't want anybody else to know about, they tag the Japanese tea gardens. Sam, did you guys get charged at all or no? We did not. We were we were threatened to be charged. Um, thankfully, a very uh, a very kind police sergeant uh, convinced the rest of the officers that or well, or told them. Also, so I'm not a lawyer, but I didn't hear you that you broke any rules. We didn't. We didn't think. You know, we they didn't know how to write that paperwork. Is what it is. <laughs> exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are they going to write you up? Like, public garden? Does it say you can't fish? I'm not a lawyer. I'm just wondering. Did you actually break any law? We, you know, we were, we we had not seen any signs or anything, and to my knowledge, we weren't breaking any any laws. They didn't. They just did not like my public land comment. Um, <laughs> Were things going in a you, you know that one until that comment was like Whoa. oh no things were not going well yeah like, i was already in cuffs during like, that okay comment. so like it wasn't like you made that comment they're like all right cuff them up <laughs> no i think it was the time that i lied to the officer twice about there not being, being other, other people, people there that, yeah that's what really started so you think whole... had you just been like yeah there's two of us we were here fishing we didn't know we couldn't they would have been like okay just go you know, I, I really, I really don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> next time. You know, <laughs> next time. Maybe next, next time, time. If you're fishing at a koi pond, <laughs> that's what I'd advise you. Be honest with the officers, guys. Don't make their nights longer. Play just, dumb. <laughs> just tell them who's there. You know, don't don't argue about public land. <laughs> this is my right <laughs> officer. Yeah, I own these koi. I own these koi. <laughs> I own you. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely don't say that. Yeah, you know, don't. I'll leave it up to you if you want to fish for koi or not. But just don't say that. <laughs> The Chinese restaurant's probably your better bet. That's what I would do. You know, they're a little bit more manageable. You could probably net and one of them. And you get you get uh you could a, just net a one. buffet. There you go. I bet if you're a paying customer, you're allowed to hook at least one I koi. F- I feel like it's part of the meal ticket. Catch your own sushi. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you, have you guys ever been to like one of those hotels that have the nice little koi ponds in it? Well, I've always that would be to fish that there. would be another option. Is a, a no, hotel's koi pond. I actually heard a uh 
episode of another fly fishing podcast, and it was April Fool's episode. It was the and they talked about and koi they fishing. talked about koi fishing in hotel ponds. And yeah. what they would do is they would take a tinkara rod on the second floor with a long enough line and leader to drop it into the koi pond below, so that way, like they could have time to escape to their room or whatever if they're on the second floor. I feel like if you're fishing for koi using a tinkara, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's just natural. <laughs> what are you talking about, Cliff? That's just natural. <laughs> what do you mean that's natural? Explain your reasoning. Yeah, why is it natural? No, you don't want me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think that's why Honey Hole's the best podcast, though. You know, is you have a guest that actually did it. Yeah. That's true. Well, that's awesome. not, of what it's just no said. April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah. So y'all get ready, you know. We'll start doing guided trips for, for Koi, whoever's, whoever's listening. Maybe it's because, you know. We're there at night. If you go during the day, it's okay. That's you know, that's the next trip. You I can fish the uh, the the river walk. And that's no, true. There's no issue with that. Yeah. Well, so Sam, where's the line? Where's the line? You f- you <laughs> fish on, the river walk a lot um, in urban areas. You have any interesting stories from that? Um, I think anyone who fishes urban areas has has a lot of stories. We've caught any every kind of fish. Um, you know, we've caught, we've caught white bass out of you know puddles and three-eyed fish we have not caught a redfish yet no a three-eyed fish oh a three-eyed fish i've caught no eyed fish before oh um really mm-hmm. I've caught, Wait, how did it see your fly uh Maybe felt the it was a placostomus so you know uh, with those we're a little more yeah you know, probably just kind of felt it yeah i think he just kind of positioned himself over the fly it was less of a hook set maybe more of a you know gotcha gotcha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they're highly invasive, so you know. Yeah, that's okay. It's, it's okay. You yeah. throw them in the bank. You know? Exactly. Um, you have tell us about the. Uh, there's a carp tournament in the hill country that happens every year that you've competed in. Yeah, yeah we do. Can you tell us about the tournament and like what you've done in the past and how you've fared. There's several carp tournaments in Texas. I've fished the escarpment tournament a few times, um, which is a great tournament uh, hosted by Action Angler and a few other gentlemen. In from the hill country, um, we all get together every year and have a competition to who can catch the most trash fish and you know measure them and take pictures with them. Uh, all catch and release um, within certain body ways of Central Texas: Pedernales River, Guadalupe River, um, San Marcos River. Um, and it's it's a good turnout. It's it's fun every year. We all just go and, and you know it gives us an excuse to hang out and go catch carp, which is what we all do on the weekends pretty much, anyways. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I took. How many times have you won it? I haven't won it yet. So um, you're not the best carp fisherman. I'm not the best carp fisherman. Uh, I would we like. We have a lot of good carp fishermen. We do there. have a good. Yeah. I like to think like, I was robbed one year of catching, you know, over over at least 15 fish in a day, and I still lost somehow. Um, that just, you know, Chase Smith and Robert are probably the best carp fishermen I've ever met in the hill country. Um, have y'all had Chase Smith on? No. no. Well, he's gonna come on soon yeah he's probably the best carp fisherman i know um and he is did you arrive late to one i have arrived i have arrived late as well um so the first year i was disqualified for being late um i think i had like four fish that year the second year was my best year and uh i took second place because robert (coughs) had an amazing year um and then the third year i didn't place at all um because of 
a certain individual I will let go unnamed spooking all the fish in the river. Um, so I don't go fishing. Were you fishing? Is that them? Landon? That was, that, <laughs> that was not. You know what? I'm a name because he doesn't even live in this uh, in this state anymore. Uh, my good friend Jake. Um, oh, who, it was Jake who uh, did not know how to operate his kayak properly. Um, oh. Spooked uh, spooked a lot of fish. We had a, y'all weren't using I'm gonna tag salt. Jake in this podcast. You should tag tag Jake in this podcast. Hey Jake, we miss you. I we miss you miss too, Jake. Jake. I just you know don't miss you spooking my fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great event. If y'all are ever interested in you know carp fishing or anything like that, you should definitely look up Texas Fly Carpers. Um, they have several tournaments all over the state. You know, most years this year's a little different, but. Um, we're all hoping it'll get. We'll have those tournaments again pretty soon. Um, but it's a, even if you don't carp fish, you know, a good buddy of mine had never carp fished before, and he took first place or fourth place, sorry, uh, on his first year carp fishing. Mm. Um, so it's a good way to go meet some people who like to carp fish and can teach you a lot of stuff. And you ended up in the Drake one year due to one of those tournaments. We oh, did, yeah. yeah. We've had the Drake. We had pit, you were plastered all over that magazine yeah i had People a, wanted to get a great side image of myself a on side magazine. Image. <laughs> <laughs> side view still though that's pretty cool yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun you meet a lot of cool people oh yeah that's one thing i've never done as a tournament but. um so one more question before we finish up sam you had a crazy red fishing day recently we did we did 130 redfish between three individuals. That's crazy. That One is day. crazy. Now, yeah. was this pre-freeze or pro- post-freeze? This was pre-freeze. Okay. I was with uh, Hunter Barcroft and Will Long, who I think two had, great anglers. Yeah, you've had, had both of them. Had both on. Yeah, awesome guys, and uh, we were in the right place at the right time. I have to give all the credit to Hunter because me and Will were paddling around like crazy people looking for the fish, and Hunter found them in one creek, and you know we kind of pot licked his spot and. Just started he stole catching. His honey hole, man. He did. Up. He was gracious to share his honey hole. Yeah. Um. So we started just cranking on him, and we spent the whole day catching a ton of fish. Clam. That's great. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> He's asleep. You are, are we boring you, Cliff? No, I'm listening. I'm just looks a little drowsy. You're just resting your eyes. Yeah. Some people have to work for a living in Landon. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Sam, anything that you want to share with our listeners before we uh. Before we end our podcast, um, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude, yeah we love having you on. We'll have to get you on again because there's more stories. Yeah, um, definitely. There is a lot, a lot more stuff we could talk it about. It was hard enough to get you on the first time because our schedules, our podcast time, and the time that you work do not. Yeah, match it was. Uh, hey, so it works better on Thursday then. Yeah, exactly. Thursdays work work a lot better. Nice, yeah, yeah, dude, it's just so weird this year. I feel like I haven't seen so many of the guys for like. In like a year, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of this was like we'd fly, tie flies together. Once yeah, a I, week. like I went from seeing you two times a week to seeing you not at all two times a year. I th- yeah, I think I haven't seen you. I, I saw, saw you for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, when I came to the store. Yeah. And outside of that, man, it's just weird. Yeah, it's been really weird. It was really good to hang out with you guys and talk fishing and make fun of each other. Yeah. Um, definitely missed it. We need to we need to do some stuff more, yeah. and hopefully we can. What's the status on uh, doing stuff at the shop again with COVID? like fly tying or anything like that or is that all still it's all still day by day we don't really really know much hopefully soon we're all i'm getting i'm itching to be able to do some stuff soon we'll hopefully have some small scale stuff coming up soon um and yeah hopefully some tournaments going on so we can all all get fishing together yeah yeah for sure hey ian what are your closing words of wisdom did we lose him 
Oh, he's not on. Yeah, he he's he, he just left. That's okay. Okay, no worries. Um, so all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast, uh, Ian. We miss you, and uh, we will see y'all or hear y'all next week. Sounds good.